Farmers today are facing rising costs, volatile markets, and extreme weather. The Better Way to Farm podcast digs into strategies to help you take control of farm inputs and maximize profit so your farm can thrive for generations. Remember to take advantage of our free resources at abetterwaytofarm.com. Now, from America's Heartland, here's your host. Hey, just Tyler here with The Better Way to Farm, where we spend each and every day providing solutions to farmers to grow better crops and to make more money. We've got a fantastic episode for you planned today, and one that I'm excited to do with a grower that we've had on the team from over the last few years, especially the last few months as he's been traveling around with us, has become a great friend and one that I'll always cherish. He's a, a grower from Wisconsin, one doing some pretty big things and has a pretty neat and unique story to tell. So why don't you help me welcome to the episode, Dan from Wisconsin. Dan, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to do this. Thanks for having me. So one of the questions we always start with is what did your operation look like before you got to a better way to farm? Where were you getting your fertility where, advice from? Where were you getting those products from? What did that look like? So our fertility, we were basically going off of what the co-op was recommending. We'd kind of look at the soil samples and then they'd have a recommendation of what you needed. And that's kind of what we were doing. It was all 100% dry. We weren't using any liquid at all. Dry in the spring from our urea to dry urea over the top of our corn. Yeah, we'd burn it. <laughs> yep. um, we'd even do fall applied dry. But then we switched back to spring. We thought we'd seen a better deal with that, but... Yeah, everything was dry. So what was it about that program that made you think, geez, there, there's got to be a better way to do this? Did you hit a plateau or was it something you were always kind of striving for, was kind of going to the next level? Yeah, we were always trying to go to another level, always try new products. I mean, we've played with nitrogen. We've ramped up the nitrogen. We were way up to 210 units to grow 200 bushel corn. We've pulled that back now, but... We were always trying to do something different, trying new products, trying to move forward, I guess. If you're not moving forward, you're standing still. Yeah, absolutely. And you'd been following our social media for some time. What did that look like? And what was it about? Was it a TikTok or a Facebook or what was it that you said, hey, I need to reach out to those guys? It was just the ad that said if you wanted to try new products to fill that out. And that's what I did because we we're always trying to try something new. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we're always looking for people that want to try some product or maybe do some testing or whatever. So what was that initial conversation like? I know how your story goes, but share that with our audience the first time that you were contacted by one of the members of our team. So the first time I was contacted, I got a phone call. Guy Mason calls me uh -huh. and he goes, Hey, you know, you'd be interested in coming to a two-day fundamental of agronomy? And I'm like, yeah, but when is it? And he goes, well, it's going to be here in two weeks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I plow snow, so I don't know if that's going to be able to happen in February. That's typically the snowy time for us. And mm -hmm. well, he called me back another, I don't know, <laughs> week or so later, two weeks later or whatever. He's like, you able to make it? We kind of stayed in touch. And yeah, I don't know. It didn't snow and I... I jumped in a pickup and went to Ankeny. Yep. Yeah. Which, you know, to us, that commitment to going, I mean, you're how many hours from Ankeny? Probably six hours? Five and a half. Five and a half. With your foot into it. Yes. <laughs> With your foot into it, which I know is difficult because you drive a Dodge. So it's very difficult. That's <laughs> about, you have to foot it all the time or you never get anywhere. I totally understand that. 
So you finally listen to Mason. He had to kind of poke and prod and persuade you. It was out of love. We know that now. What was that first experience like when you took two days out? It's a big ask. It's a big investment to ask somebody for two days of their time. What was it that that when you came here, did you think, holy smokes, there's something to this? Well, going into it, I thought if I could just take one thing home, that one small thing, if you could change it on your farm, could turn into a big thing. And that was one of my biggest things. If you could just figure out something to change that, you know, brought something home. And that was my biggest thing where we kind of went with it. When did you start working with us? In 21. In 2021. Okay. So here we sit. We're actually at one of those fundamentals of agronomy. We happen to be in Lincoln, Nebraska right now. So we just sit here in 2024. So it's only been three years from the first time that you went to one of these events till now. So basically just two two crops. Three. It has been three crops now. 21, 22, 23. Yep. yep that's good math. I, need, I shouldn't needed to write that down. <laughs> when you left that two-day fundamentals of agronomy, what was your initial reaction? Did you have a, a key takeaway or were you just filled with like this overwhelming sense of, I need to change significantly? Well, we knew we needed to change. There was no doubt about it. We, we couldn't keep doing things the way we were doing it. It was a really good eye-opener. With Like I said before, we were kind of at a plateau mm-hmm. and we needed to do something different. We were trying something. So yeah, I came home and we we tried 50 acres of corn and 40 acres of beans and 40 acres of wheat. Yep. And we implemented the system and so when you say you tr- you tried it on some acres, what did that what did that actually look like? Did you do the soil test and all that stuff? Yep. Or what did you do? Um, so we I come home and it was froze up yet, but in March it started thawing, mm-hmm. and I went out and took soil samples. I think it was the end of March, mm-hmm. got them back, and we did the recommendations off of that. And prior to this, we that winter we were already making some big changes. We 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 went from type sprayer to a self-propelled sprayer so it was we were already making changes just we didn't know that it was actually going to be implementing <laughs> as big as what we did right so what was that key takeaway then or was the key takeaway just holy smokes i'm not going to do it on every acre but i'm going to take some corn some beans and some wheat and i'm going to do the full system on those little patches was that kind of the key takeaway then or was there something that was glaring that you're like no matter what I do above anything else, I've got to focus on this. Well, before we were doing some micronutrients and then we were listening to co-op and they were always, oh, you can't put that much of this on or, mm-hmm. you know, this and that. Well, then we got the soil test back and it's like, well, that's totally different than what we've been portrayed <laughs> for all these years. So we turned and did some stuff different. And I guess that was that was a big deal when I started looking at soil tests and what we went through at the two-day fundamentals. And I mean... That was a big game changer. We just kind of looked at it like, well, we haven't even been doing that. So I was like, yeah, we got to try some anchors. Yep. So your first year in, you did the soil testing. As we talk about that, literally right out of the gate at the these two-day events. We talk about how to soil test, why it's important to get a good, accurate soil test. What were those things that you saw that first year in on your corn, soybeans, and your wheat? What did we see the first year? Well, we were having troubles with some purple corn beforehand, mm-hmm. and well, we didn't have it on that field. Yep. Soybeans, it was pretty neat. That was the best soybeans that we ever grew. <laughs> so we we jumped our field average on that field. It was tremendous. And our wheat was, well, a lot of people didn't hardly believe us when we told them the yields. So we just kind of <laughs> kept that to ourselves, too. Yes. Yeah. So 
was that a feeling of, hey, we finally found something? Or was it kind of a little bit of anger because you only did small chunks of your fields and you realized if we'd done everything on the entire operation, we'd have a new pickup? Well, at that time, <laughs> at that time, it was we finally found something. The anger comes a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> when you realize that you're still driving a Dodge and you could have made enough money to buy a Chevy. <laughs> no, 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 that ain't the case. At least I got here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm still driving a Chevy here. I had to, I had to rotate Chevys on the way here, but at least I made it. So what did, so the first year out of the gate, you had some tremendous success. The second year in, what did that look like for your operation? Did you go whole hog soil testing or what? I guess I'm not I'm not familiar with that side of the story because you you work with Mason pretty personally. So I just get to catch you at some of these meetings and some of that stuff. Well, the first year we did that, the partial acres, but then the second year we implemented it into our corn, beans, and wheat. And we basically did the full system. I mean, there's a couple of things that we didn't do, but we basically we did the soil testing and we followed everything to a T mm -hmm. and we did that and we seen the best corn crop we ever seen and we grew more corn than we ever grew that year and theoretically you should have had a your yield should have went down because we had some of the smaller I don't know poorer fields that were involved in that and our yield actually we jumped our farm average by 35 bushel roughly on corn so yeah it was a it was a big game changer that's pretty significant 35 bushels farm average on corn by just changing the way you look at your operation and changing some of the products that you use in your operation. That's very significant. That's a pretty cool story. And the neat thing is, is that you've actually, since then, you've said, you know what? I wouldn't mind kind of telling my story to other people. So now you've actually joined the Better Way to Farm team on the sales side. So you went from 2021 to reaching out to Mason to the point where now here we sit in 2024 and people are reaching out to you, which is pretty dang exciting. So where is your operation at as a whole? And one of the things that I wanted to bring up, which was your nitrogen use efficiency, you said you were able to, to lower that quite significantly. So did you have to, to look at another product or something like that in order to reduce that? Or did you just just do it because you, you believe in the program and the system. And we were able to talk you through why it's safe to lower that nitrogen. We did it because of the system. I mean, in using the system, there's, you know, using the products that help you bring that nitrogen usage down. And yeah, we changed the way we're doing it. I mean, we're banding everything now. That was one of the routes I wanted to go in the first place to ban the nutrients to the crop instead of utilizing or not utilizing them in the middle of the row where the roots aren't even at. Right. I mean, that, I don't just seem dumb to me for a long time before mm -hmm. that. Now that you're, you've been through this for a few years, you've seen tremendous results. You're being more efficient with your fertilizer dollar. You're, you're able to decrease basically the nutrition that you're putting on all while actually probably applying more nutrition in the terms of micronutrients and some of the stuff than you probably ever have. But what's your message? You know, here we sit on this podcast and we have people listening to this. We have people reach out all the time. If somebody's listening to this and they they have not went ahead and filled out the form like you did three years ago, what's your advice to that grower that's listening? Don't be scared and do it. <laughs> um, it's life changing. I mean, I don't know. I thought I knew a lot before and I went to the two-day fundamental agronomy and 
yeah, there was stuff that it's like, wow. It's like drinking water out of a fire hose. Yeah. Yeah. I just heard um, when we were in St. Louis, one of the growers, as he was leaving, he said, Tyler, Brandon, thanked us all. This was like, you know, I've got my education in agriculture. I went to a four-year school to get my degree, much like I did. And he goes, man, I left that event and I've learned more in two days than I have the entire four years I spent at whatever ag college that he was going to. Dan, is there any advice other than just reach out to the team? Is there any advice you have to those growers about this system and about working with a better way to farm? I would encourage you to reach out. And it's not just that. And if anything else, look at the products that you're using. I guess know what you're actually putting on the fields. I guess that's some of the biggest stuff that I've gotten from takeaway from the whole system. Using quality products that aren't garbage and you're not putting stuff into the soil that you don't want to put in the soil that's actually going to harm you. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it be for your biology or whatever, I mean, it, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. And I guess be your own agronomist. Don't yes. let the co-op tell you what you need. I guess that'd be one of my biggest takeaways. Oh, oh yeah, we can help you with this and help you with that. But you always just keep getting the same results. And since we kind of took it into our own hands, it has really changed. Yeah. That's great advice, Dan. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for the time today. I know that we both have to get back to work here in just a little bit. So I appreciate you taking the time with us today. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in to the A Better Way to Farm podcast. And we remind you, as always, to have a better day. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.